Mm-mm. All right, there we go. Now it's recording. All right, now I'm going to go to YouTube. Um, Make sure it's all connected. I have the tweet ready to go. So I'm just... All right. Looks like your streaming is ready. I just got to, like, once I click streaming in OBS and you do, like, the streaming key and all that, I usually wait for mm-hmm. everything to generate in here and it's not all right there we go all right we're going to have fun so i'll run the uh intro graphic i even created you'll see like if you look at it on the uh, on youtube i created like a phone on the phone yeah. graphic so i like i had enough time oh. so all right ready and we i'm about to hit the go live in three two one No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters and... Of course, I. it's WrestleMania. It's a show that is too big for one night. And guess what that means? I'm bringing on the greatest co-host in the world. And that is the one, the only, the real Dwayne Allen. What's up, bro? How you feeling? What's going on, man? I'm feeling pretty good. How's everything? Uh, man, it's WrestleMania. Um, what a night. Uh, you know? This is, this is a holiday for us. It, it, I don't care what anybody says. It, this is a holiday for us, for wrestling fans, it, all around the world. Tell them, man. Um, you know, you and I have been very vocal on the side of we can appreciate what the WWE is doing for us. We can appreciate right. with everything going on with COVID-19 and you know before we get into it our thoughts and prayers go out to each and everybody affected in one way shape or form we I know some people don't like the saying we're all in together but quite frankly we are so you know we just offer our prayers out there um I'm sitting here man and it's like I don't understand why in the world would you complain about having a wrestling show to watch. Can you help me understand this one? I think at the end of the day, there's two sides to this coin. Um, you, you you have a certain segment of the audience that is still concerned about COVID-19, uh, the, effects, the effects that it could potentially have on these superstars and their families going forward, which is, which is naturally understandable, especially with uh, everything going on right now and them not being able to kind of get a hold on stopping the virus from spreading and interaction or what, whatever whatsoever um, you want to say, which is understandable. But then there's the other side where the entertainers and the ones responsible will tell you that we have a responsibility to our fans. With everyone being at home right now, they're looking for entertainment, and we are an entertainment company, and we feel that it's our best interest to go and do something to keep the fans entertained while they're at home. So – as a fan, you look at it from one way because you only have one perspective based off what you know and what you see. But then there's another perspective. Unless we have talked to someone that works behind the scenes or uh, uh, one of the wrestlers that have said otherwise, it's tough to debate or really complain about something that they're all in for. Triple H went on ESPN personally and said, look, 
if anybody here has a concern or, or no one is forcing anybody to be here. Uh, nobody is forcing any of the superstars, any of the production crew to work. Let's get that straight first and foremost. Whether it's a lie or not, it doesn't matter. Triple H, as, 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 a, as a company executive, has gone on national television and made that very clear. Um, and, and one thing I saw on Twitter, somebody was um, on Twitter pretty much saying that uh, the big guy, you know, referring to Vince McMahon, was telling everybody they got to keep making these tearjerker comments on Twitter as they watch it. And Kevin Owens chimed in, and this was his quote directly. I don't mean to jump in this just direct into the show, but I, but I saw it and I said, I'm going to say this tonight because a lot of fans have not heard from the superstars themselves. And this is what Kevin Owens had to say about all the sappy posts the wrestlers are still posting about WrestleMania. He said, and I quote, uh, no, my cynical friend, that's incorrect. We just care. It's still WrestleMania to us. It's what we all work toward all year. Every post I saw this morning, the one from peers and coworkers I respect and look up to, they come from the heart. Have a good day. End quote. And that's directly from Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. That's directly from somebody that is on the front lines, actively wrestling right now and involved in WrestleMania. So it depends on what side you stand on. Do you care that much where you say they shouldn't do anything at all? Or do you say, you know what, as a fan, I can appreciate what they're doing and then pretty much just take the show from there? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, when you look at what they're used to, they're used to performing in front of uh, thousands of people. Uh, you look at people like Drew McIntyre, people like Rhea Ripley, who's waited for this moment in to be on this platform. Even Shayna Baszler, who these are people who last year, well, Drew was on WrestleMania. He was wrestling Roman Reigns. But look how long, you know how vocal I've been. When we first started the wrestling realm, I wanted Drew McIntyre to be in the spot. And you laugh. He was like, oh, that dude, he need, he's not... He needs to get going again. So you look at people like this, and right. it's like they work so hard. But, yeah, they could sap and moan about it. But nonetheless, they're still getting an opportunity, like you just said. It's still WrestleMania to them. I'm excited, man. Uh, I thought night one was great. Let's get right into it. Boneyard match, man. Okay. Uh, Unbelievable. So we start the final break. All right, we got it. You know how we do. <laughs> um, I I sat there and, and I was telling you, you know, I'll break the fourth wall. I I, I saw Goldberg and uh, Strowman, and the show got away from me. I'm doing pre-production stuff, so I was like, oh shoot, Goldberg, uh-huh. I gotta hurry up and um get, I gotta hurry up and you know get dressed and everything. My kids are sitting there watching it. Boom, right. Strowman wins. You know, my daughter, she always loves Strowman, so I was like, all right. Then I text you like, yo, you ready? And then I see the pro. I send them to bed so they can get out of the way. And I see the promo graphic. I was like, "Oh snap! I forgot about this." Um, and and it just reminds you, like, for this to be like, I love WrestleMania in this portion for you know four hours. AJ Styles, Undertaker. I mean, the cinematography, man. Uh, Banks is in the chat. Just dropped in. Said. Uh, Boneyard match 10 out of 10 T Smitty 3000 American Badass Taker is an underrated gimmick I remember a point in time when we was you know kind of got like it ran its course and we wanted to see the dead man back but this was perfect I gotta get what is the realness when it comes to this watching that match I was so in awe throughout the night of course you had conflicting tweets you know the fans kind of being verbal about what they saw whether they liked the show or they didn't like the show the minute this segment started because it was more than a match. It was a complete segment. The minute the segment started, all eyes was glued to what was happening. From the very beginning, from the start to the thing about it. Let's look at that, the dynamic and the psychology of production right now. Let's get let's give the fans a crash course in production. Give it to them. First and foremost, anytime you do any type of production, 
You have one main job, and that is to tell a story. And how you do that determines how successful you are in your production. Let's go to the very beginning. We talk about WrestleMania, right? Mm -hmm. WrestleMania is always about big interests, right? Yep. In a Tate Boneyard cinema, uh, 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 just a freaking movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to use the, the technical terms. Let's call it what it was. It was a movie. We still got two big-time WrestleMania entrances, right? Yep. AJ Styles comes down in a hearse. He pulls up. You hear the music. He pops up. It's AJ Styles. Huge. You see Taker running down the road in his bike. Okay, boom. WrestleMania moment, check. Because we got two big entrances. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't overly wrestling campy. And I say that to mean this. It wasn't a referee in his boneyard match, right? It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a timekeeper. It was. It was one way to finish this match. You had to be buried alive. They didn't call it a buried alive match. That's what they, I think. That's what threw everybody off because everybody's like, "What the heck is a boneyard match?" Everybody I, and myself included. I'm like, "Dude, we pull up to this match and they got a bunch of bones, and, <laughs> bones and skeletons and uh and, and and tombstone plates outside of the ring." I'm be pissed. Real quick, you know, because I think that's I, what we were all. At. Real quick, because you're always good with branding, marketing, and marketing the children. Do they not? Do they call it a boneyard match and avoid the term uh, "buried alive" or "graveyard match" because of sponsors and children and stuff, or is just you know just something different to throw us off? I think it was strategically to throw us off. Okay. Strategically, because I don't think nobody expected a cinematic presentation for this match, mm -hmm. and this is going to lead me into night two, and I'm going to tell you why. And, and I tweeted about it. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go. Twitter follows the wrestling room. I literally made a certain tweet about tomorrow's um, match that I'm looking forward to because of this match. So they gave us a cinematic presentation, but nobody saw that coming, right? Mm -hmm. The way it was put together from start to finish, the feel of it, the look of it, the music, I think we stumbled upon something that wasn't supposed to happen that I think will go down in, in wrestling legend. I think WrestleMania 36 will be known for this match. There'll be plenty of moments that we talk about, but I think this right here defined what this WrestleMania was all about. And I think it's so special because this is a very trying time for us globally. Then with COVID-19 mm -hmm. and for Vince McMahon and them to put on this type of presentation to give us something, you know what I mean? And for something this huge to come from what was left over, because that's what people are saying about WrestleMania being performance. I said, this is what was left for us to deal with. Mr. Man had to take what he was. What, what, let's see what we have left. Let's make the best of it. And I feel like he made the. He took lemons and made lemonade. Yep. If anything you can say about night one, you will always remember where you were when you saw AJ Styles versus The Undertaker Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. It's, it's going to define a piece in WWE history. Who else can make that type of history in professional wrestling at a WrestleMania during times like this? Mm -hmm. My hat's off. I mean, from start to finish, I was glued. I didn't. I did not want to look away one bit, and everyone else had the same sentiment. They like, I cannot look away because I don't know what's going to happen next. First of all, it caught us all off guard. Yeah. Because we all, you know, we're so smart. We all knew what was going to happen anyway. Boom! I'm like, oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then we were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what am I looking at? And so many epic moments. And then AJ Styles' dialogue, Undertaker's dialogue from the very beginning. People were, people made comments a couple weeks ago. At the as the as the as the empty arena when Taker came out and he wasn't in full Undertaker gear, that was the very beginning. This is why people have to be patient when it comes to storytelling. Exactly. See, see, this generation knows nothing about this. This generation knows nothing about the slow build, right? Mm -hmm. Because because everything was given to us so quickly. Some of us are older and we kind of remember. We were still in the back end of ourselves due to cable television. 
because technology and the way we receive the um, uh, wrestling change, we had the internet coming along, right? So this generation doesn't get the slow build. So that was the first inclining. That was the first hint that something was going to be different about this whole situation because the Undertaker came out there meaning business. It was doing a contract signing. AJ Styles broke the fourth wall, right? Mm-hmm. He breaks the fourth wall and he starts talking about real things. He's calling him Mark Cattle, but he's talking about his wife. That's that's not storyline. That's real life stuff. So that's that's always the reason to fight when you start getting personal with somebody's family. Yeah. So AJ Styles over time is talking about Michelle McCool saying stuff. Undertaker goes, "Listen, I'm all, I might be the Undertaker, but you but you you're saying things that you got no business saying. I'm not, I'm not coming to, to to put on a good show for the I'm coming to kick your teeth in because you're saying stuff you got no business saying out your mouth. Yeah. So that was the first step. He came out for that contract signing. He was like, "No, nah, I'm I'm here to fight." He came out with his his gear down, head braided up, wrapped up. He was ready to go. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles cuts another promo. He's telling him, I don't want this this person who you are on Twitter. He's looking at like, who are you? Now you making personal appearances. He's making reference to the Undertaker's career winding down. Because as the Undertaker's career has winded down, he's done more public appearances. He's done shows. You know, he's kind of peeling back the mask a little bit. So let's be real. The whole point is, let's not be little the fans that let him pretend to be Dark Man one day and be this regular guy the next day. Let's kind of blur those walls a little bit. Let's not insult the intelligence of the fans. So they're starting to go with it a little bit. And now the final promo that Undertaker had on Monday Night Raw, once again, he said, since we're getting real, Alan Jones, and they start saying certain things, that led to the dialogue in the match they had in the Boneyard. Yep. Each person addressed the problems they had with them. AJ Styles was taking out Undertaker, and he was telling him, who, who do you think you are? You're old man. I told you to stay down. You know, you, you're not the person you used to be. He, he finally gets uh, Undertaker inside the grave, and he thinks the match is over. He says, I tell you. You ain't you ain't what you thought you were. You you're an older man. It's not it's not the same. And then all of a sudden, the legend of the Undertaker appears because he pops up right behind AJ Styles, and he pops up fully energized, like yo, you have no idea who you deal with, AJ. That's the problem. And now AJ's whole tune has changed because now he realized one, oh snap, I'm realizing that he may not look like the Undertaker I'm looking for, but he is still the Undertaker. And that was a message to the fans. Like, listen, he may not look the same. He's at the point he's correct to make an announcement that I'm changing my gimmick. This is who he is. Because this is who you're going to see going forward because The Undertaker is literally phasing his way out. In his last moment, he said, look, I know I have more past matches behind me than I have ahead of me. There's certain, it, this is all in storytelling. And it, and it, it, it came to a head in the cinematic presentation that we had. And, and I think everybody was so blown away by it. AJ is such an amazing performer. I think he's officially a living legend. And he will be cemented in WrestleMania history. AJ Styles has never had a big-time WrestleMania moment, in my opinion. Just him being as the special coming where he came from, mm-hmm. but I think this right here puts him in WrestleMania history. I mean, it, it was an amazing start to finish, and then the way Taker won. I mean, just everything, just the way they performed. I mean, the way they went back and forth. I mean, it, it's something we we have not seen since since the mind of Matt Hardy, because Matt Hardy gave birth to this style of wrestling. Let's call it what it is. Yep. Matt Hardy first believed in filming wrestling in a cinema, and uh, you know, in, in more cinematic. Um, presentations, you know what I mean, than actual just matches, matches. And I'm watching the cinema stuff, see, look, Vince, if you had just given Matt Hardy freedom to do stuff like this on a regular basis, he would have been okay. But 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 to see where he, uh, you know, he kind of pioneered this style of presentation that we're saying in professional wrestling, and he showed that it works. And then they have guys like AJ, a veteran and AJ and a veteran. Take, I mean, they made the best of probably the worst situation we've all probably dealt with in this generation when it comes to uh, what the coronavirus has done in regards to shutting down everything, including our holiday in WrestleMania. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I got along with it, but I had to break that down because a lot of people are probably going to miss, you know, pieces here and there when it comes to storytelling. But storytelling is, one, not easy, but it's the biggest thing you have to do, especially in a situation like this. Let's be real. They told a better story based off a situation that was out of their control 
that came from a negative problem, yeah. right? Then they probably would have told going in the ring. I doubt Undertaker physically would have been able to keep up with AJ Styles in the ring. I saw a fan tweet, man. From now on, this is how we see all Undertaker matches. Mm-hmm. Is it this, this? This is how all Undertaker matches should be should be presented to us because it made Taker look like Taker, and he didn't have to do a whole lot of stuff to keep up with AJ Styles in the ring. I mean, it was amazing. That's just um, my mind is blown by it. I'm going back to watch this again once we get off this this, this call and this, this show because it was amazing. I just I, I everybody had mixed opinions all night about me, which is understandable because I mean you like what you like, you don't like what you don't like. But this I haven't seen something anything negative yet about this presentation they gave, and they saved the best for last. Absolutely, uh, that was <laughs> main event worthy. Um, I love the way that this show was actually booked. To be honest with you. Uh, I know some people mm-hmm. um, talked about the women's match coming third and they thought, thought that was a little weird, but I thought it was a solid kind of, uh, um, you know, I think now with WrestleMania, you kind of watch it in quadrants, right? You look at like your first couple matches mm-hmm. and then, you know, I, I know growing up as a child, I used to watch it in halves. Um, I used right. to look at it like, uh, say, WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania 10, right? To me, the halfway point right. of that show was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Uh, WrestleMania okay. 9, the tag team match. I, I know you hate that one, but uh, the tag team match. Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania 17, the halfway point of that one was the triangle uh, ladder match. So, or TLC match, I'm sorry. So I, I look at it now because the shows are so long, you kind of look at it that way. But I, I want to get the Strowman winning the Universal Championship because I know it was a quick match. Braun Strowman's US, uh, Universal Champion finally. Dwayne, I think this reminds me more of when the Big Show won his first championship against uh, the Rock mm-hmm. and Triple H where it was a let's see what you can do with it. And that's the way I feel about this. I don't know how much confidence is in Strowman or is it a thing where, all right, we're going to see what you could do with it during this time. But when we're ready, we're going to give it to Roman. What do you think? I think, uh, the moment itself was, is, is I mean, I, I agree with you. It, it also reminds me when the giant won his first WCW world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the match was never meant to be long. Let's be real. This, this match is, was, was never meant to, to survive in this type of atmosphere. A Goldberg match these days, um, and sometimes to an extent, Brock Lesnar. Those those are big money matches for a reason. Those are not wrestling clinics. Those are matches you put on for the fans. It's quick. It's to the point. It kind of caters to the legend of whoever they're trying to build. So like, for instance, when Goldberg faced Brock Lesnar, what they were trying to do was they had to restore the legend of Goldberg because they because WCW killed it in his later in his run, and then he killed it off when he came back. But then he had a lackluster run in WWE in the early two thousands, right? Yep. Early to mid two thousands. Um. So the first thing was, he said, what's our first objective? We want to go forward with Goldberg. Goldberg wants to have a working relationship with us. So what do we have to do? We have to restore the legend. So unfortunately, they, they took the title off Kevin Owens. Not a big fan of that ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they put it on Goldberg. And Goldberg uh, began to be for Brock Lesnar. Because they, they, they had to fix what, what they left. I mean, these, these are two big money draws. Some guys are not superstars when it comes to the arm bars and the holes in the ring uh, that make great professional wrestlers. Some guys are just beyond that. Some guys are just good for business. So, you know, you, you have the guys that the ultimate war. You have the guys like the Hulk Hogan. Goldberg, whether you like him or not, was one of those guys. He was a big money draw. And for him to come back and say, look, I want to be a part of this, they had to restore the legend. So they gave him the biggest match from the block, which was Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar beat everybody except Goldberg at the time. 
right? Yeah. Goldberg was taking it to Brock Lesnar in a way that we have not seen in recent days since Brock Lesnar has returned to the WWE. So that right there say, wow, if Goldberg comes in and does it, Brock Lesnar, he must be the Goldberg of old. So that Goldberg was projected, one, for us, older fans, to remind who he was, and two, it also shows the NIV news fans. With all that being said, that match was supposed to be a big, funny match for the fans, and that was it. Coming into the situation, I guess, he was available. For whatever reason, he decided he didn't want to take part in WrestleMania uh, for his own personal reasons, which is absolutely fine. Yep. Um, they didn't come out and didn't do too much, which is what I liked about it. Like I said, it was it, that that match that was, that match was doomed from from the very beginning. Like people, I knew people would feel the type of way about it. So this is not going to be no twenty minute match. It's not meant to be. I said because you got two guys that work in similar styles. It's not much of a match you're going to call with these kind of guys. Um, whatever plans he had going forward with Goldberg and Roman, or, or Goldberg putting over Roman, um, had to be nixed, not because of anybody's fault, but just because of an unfortunate circumstance with the global pandemic, so they had to make the best of a situation. So we come to your original point, where you say, okay, let's give Braun a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hit, it was his reward for stepping up during a difficult time. I don't know if they're sticking to Roman, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were. They said, okay, well, Roman, we were going to go with you, but since you took, you know, one of the things, that's fine, we'll go with somebody else, because we got to get the title off Goldberg, because he wasn't meant to go much further past WrestleMania anyway. Right. So, now they're saying, okay, fine. The fans have been clamoring for Braun. He's available. He has relied because the original, you know, the rumblings early on about Braun Strowman was that they weren't sure if he was going to be dependable. Like, even though he was younger, you know what I mean? He was just coming into his own learning the business for the most part. And like, yeah, we're not sure if we can depend on him. That's why every time as fans we were watching get to that point where he was always trying to corner, it always seemed to got derailed. And we don't know if this is true or not. This is just fans speculating. But the rumblings were always. They're not really sure if they can trust from uh, trust Braun at the time, mm-hmm. and Braun Braun has made comments about it on outside of WWE and little shows like Ride Along and little, little stuff like that that you know can cause the fans to say, "I can put these pieces together," you know, to formulate uh, an opinion based off you know what they've given me. So now I, I think it goes back to say, "Okay, big fella, you've been here, you've been dependable, you kind of got us out of a bad situation because he's still a big name and he's been hot lately." You know what I mean? Yeah. Fresh off an IC title run, he's been relevant. He looks like a million bucks. Let's see what you got. Um, now, where they go from here is up for the WWE to decide. It's and unfortunately up to what's going to be allowed them to do pending the global pandemic as it continues, unfortunately. But it was quick. It was to the point. Like I said, you, you don't ha- I'm not going to tell people, oh, they should like it because they, they, they got to understand why it happened. You may understand it and you may, may not like it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to be a five-star match in the first place. It was never going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of got to take it for what it was and, 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 and kind of say, okay, cool, where do we go from here? Yeah, and, and you know, quite frankly, I'm happy that they did go with Strowman. It makes sense. Um, I honestly kind of thought it's believable. Yeah, it's He's a monster. It, it was believable. You 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 watched the match. You saw the few spears. It, who else is going to get up from multiple spears from Goldberg? Let's be real. It wouldn't even been believable if it was Roman. Let's you know to be honest with you, not the way the legacy that Goldberg has, and that's the thing. Um, that's changed in wrestling that I'm not as much of a fan of, but it is what it is. And that's the uh, multiple finish. Like, obviously I've been on my WrestleMania kicks. I've been watching a lot of old stuff. You saw how many Stone Cold, one of your favorite matches, uh, Austin, Shawn Michaels, how many Stone Cold stunners did you see in that match? You know, how many super kicks did you see? So, but I understand that's the way wrestling is now, but it it wouldn't have made mm-hmm. sense to me. Like it was just like, I remember when we was watching WrestleMania 34 and 
go uh Lesnar was uh giving Roman all he had with those F5s and you was getting frustrated cuz you're like come on now this doesn't make sense like how is he going to be able to kick out of this Roman didn't win but it still if he would have it just wouldn't have made sense so it does make sense for Braun to be him in the way he did hitting the power slams and you know now he's universal champion I'm excited to see where he goes from there I want to talk about the triple threat tag team title match. Now, you know, the rumor and innuendo mm-hmm. was that because that the Miz was one of the people who I, I'm not sure if he pulled out or was, if he was sick or not, I didn't read too much yeah. into the dirt sheets, but nonetheless, I love the adjust. If that is the case, I love the adjustment here rather than canceling the match or making it a, you know, a uh, replacement. It just makes sense because you can kind of go with the, pandemic of not having more than 10 people in the ring let each one of them and then it it, it also kind of creates um it, it just made better sense to me um because you also don't have as many i don't think you have as many cameras in there i didn't really do that much of a thorough check but i don't think you have as many cameras in there because of this but i love the adjustment right. the triple threat I loved that finish it's something different it made sense having all three men pull for the title and then, you know, it just literally fell into Morris's hands. How did you feel about the match and the finish? I thought the match was excellent. I mean, I mean, that was that to me that that was the wake up match. Like that that really it was something that they did that kind of made me pay attention to the fact that these guys are going out there and they're giving it their all in an empty arena mm-hmm. in, a, in a triple threat ladder match that's supposed to be for tag team. A lot of people that doesn't make it because why would you do that for an empty arena? Don't I, I get it, but why are we even talking about that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's it to me in my mind. This is just me personally. It's irrelevant to the fact that why are you focusing on the circumstance of the situation? Look, this is what we have, right? And they're going to they give you the best way they have. And all three of those guys put on a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, Jimmy Uso, Kofi Kingston, and uh, John Morrison. And I'm saying this right now. I've never been a huge fan of John Morrison, but he put on a show. Now he he looks amazing. Wait, wait, what you say? Like, th- th- did that I hear you? My, <laughs> I, I I said it. You, you heard correct. Like John Morrison. Like he looked, he looked really good. Like tonight, I said, "Man, this dude looks amazing." I said, "Man, this, this might be my favorite John Morrison match I've ever seen him in." Yeah, I mean, he showed that even eight years later, he he can he can still go. The finish was so unique. Like I said, you got to do something to switch it up because for weeks they've been doing an empty arena Raw SmackDown, and fans are like, "Oh, this is boring, it's bland." They're like, "Look, it's something." They're like, "No, it doesn't matter. It's still boring, it's bland. Do something else." Because AEW came in and they gave us a show. Um, I believe they it might have been their first or second show they in the arena when Matt Hardy debuted, and it, it was entertaining because the first show they had the fans, you know, the wrestlers in the ring, then they realized that was considered a safety hazard. And then Matt Hardy debuted, and, and they showed that you can be creative in the empty arena. So fans' um, fans' attitudes towards the WWE probably like, wait a minute now. Somebody else showed me it's possible that you can give us something, even in the arena. So we wanted more from you. And, they, and the WWE has been dropping the ball in the, in the minds of, of a lot of fans. Like, yo, you're not giving me enough. Mm-hmm. So I think creatively, you got to come up with things to say, what can we do to make this memorable? It's still WrestleMania. It's the same place we've been recording in for the last month or however long it's been they've been there. we got to do something to say, listen, we got to make these moments, even if it's what we had. And, and once again, I think they did that. First of all, all three of those guys, three veterans when it comes to tag team wrestling, but they're also, uh, you know, guys that have been in a lot of matches before, yeah. you know? So they understand the, uh, the idea of what, what you got to do to kind of get a, a ladder match over, but but it was a different type of ladder match because the idea was to it wasn't the finish showed me that it wasn't about getting over to the fans of the arena. You got to say how do we get this over for TV because fans are watching. 
Yeah, right? absolutely. So that finish is probably something you that's something you probably couldn't have done. It probably wouldn't have made much more sense or, or been as impactful watching that in, in an arena because depending on where you sit at, you wouldn't understand how he won. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, every fan tonight had the same seat. So when that's one camera and that one angle, when he falls, you're like, oh, shoot. It's their fault. They both headbutted this dude thinking they were getting him off of it, and he snatched the belt and pulled it down. Very unique finish. Very, very fun match. Like I said, once again, depends on the circumstances. We get it. A ladder matches are about the oohs and the ahs, but there can't be no oohs and ahs. So we're not going to have a ladder match. They already booked it. it. It was already in place. They made the best of a, once again, of a funky situation. And I think those guys put their hearts on the line tonight. I mean, they put their health on the line tonight. They, and they left it all out there. I, I enjoyed it. I think, I think it, was, it was fun for what it was. And, and like I said, the finish was unique. So it was a good, it, it, it was a climactic finish uh, to to a championship match, which is what you want at, at any WrestleMania, regardless of the situation. Exactly. You know, uh, there's definitely some moments made tonight. I got to go right here with your boy, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Yes, indeed. Two guys, you know, I mean, they're, one of the things I remember about Kevin Owens, a story he was telling was being in the arena, WrestleMania 31, or I should say in the stadium, when Seth Rollins won the title, created, um, in some people's minds, a top 10 WrestleMania moment. Uh, this was a Wrestle- That was a WrestleMania that I didn't think was going to be that great. And it ended up being mm-hmm. phenomenal, especially with the finish. He he literally broke the internet. Michael Cole is uh, on, rec- you know, the, the broadcast moment was Rollins with the heist of the century. Rollins would go on to have, you know, he won the championship last year, the Universal Championship, beating Brock Lesnar. And he's uh, he won the um, Intercontinental Championship the uh, year before. Tonight, him and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, while Rollins has been having WrestleMania moments, Kevin Owens hasn't. Yeah, he won the United States Championship at WrestleMania 33, but we saw his 24, how he looked like a sad puppy after the match because Vince McMahon said, that wasn't what I wanted. And you look at a night you look forward to. to because the match fell flat. The, That's probably what it was. It, 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 it certainly did. It, 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 um, I, I, I've said plenty of times that I don't think Chris Jericho, as great as he is, puts on great WrestleMania I matches. Say, I was about to say, I was about to say the same thing. I was saying, <laughs> let's be real, Jericho's never showed up at WrestleMania. Except the against HBK. Except the that wasn't that great either. What? Oh no, yeah, yes he was. Oh, I think oh, back. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's the one match. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> was on something different. That was yeah. you're absolutely right. That, at, at, at Safe Cofield, that's and, and to be honest with you, he's in a match with HBK. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> exactly, you know. But um, so. And you so you 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 know and Jericho would try to mask it with saying if the build up is great the match usually isn't good or vice versa. I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, but tonight, I thought the build up for this one was great, and I thought the match delivered. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens hitting having a WrestleMania moment in an empty arena. I gotta ask you this: How did you feel about mm-hmm. the quote unquote false finish? DQ Owens grabbing the mic saying, "No, you're not getting it this way. Let's restart the match." Once again, it's, it's it's all about creativity and storytelling. I think when it happened, I was like, oh, dude, this is not going to go over well. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I said, all oh, fans are going to be up in a frenzy. And, you know, in my mind, I tried to make sense of, oh, okay, well, maybe this is the first match. And I was going to accept it for what it was. But I didn't like it, of course. But it was like, oh, that's it. But, I, like, once again, I don't know what to expect with WrestleMania. I don't know what's going on. Um, so he gets back in the ring. He grabs the mic. He makes it very clear. We're not ending this way. And, and people forget, he, he was allowed to choose. that. You know, they, they pretty much came up with the, the, the terms of the match. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was the authority figure didn't make it. So, like I said, Rollins agreed to it. He comes back down. 
once again, Kevin Owens catching Seth Rollins slipping. Seth Rollins tried to get out of it easy, but then he knew how to bait him back in. I said, look, no rules. You can do anything. And Seth Rollins was like, oh, you messed up, fat boy. <laughs> now, now you're really in trouble. Yep. Baited him in, came in, and like I said, he, he, here's how great Kevin Owens is. How hard is it, is, is it to have a WrestleMania moment in an empty arena per the circumstances? Let's be real. Like, this is in a really crazy highlight package, and we're going to look at it a year from now, but, man, eventually, they really pulled off WrestleMania in the midst of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know? We're going to talk about the finish of the ladder match. We're going to talk about Kevin Owens climb up the WrestleMania sign, the only probably sign that he can climb in the area, and then, and then, and then that dive. Yep. I'm like, man, you got something out of it. And I was like, dude, first of all, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are uh, one of my current favorites right now. Like, these guys, these guys, I knew an empty arena match was going to be nothing because these guys were indie pros. And when I say the indie pros, I mean, these guys made a, a living on the independence because these are two guys that people were saying at one point may not make the WWE anyway. So the entire, the entire match, they were having a full conversation. The banter back and forth between them was so entertaining. You forgot there was no audience because you heard the commentary responding to the conversation that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were having the entire time. The trash talk was ridiculous. I'm laughing the entire time watching, like, yo, they're really going at each other right now. Mm-hmm. The conversation never stopped throughout the entire fight. I said, these guys know what it's like to, to, to wrestle in an arena with 11 people, 12 people, 100 people. This is not going to be anything. And, and, I, and I said, Expect, expectations are going to be really high for these guys because these are modern-day veterans. These, these, are, these, these guys are our veterans right now. As, as you know, we're, we're watching all the former NXT kids run the show. Absolutely. So I, the expectations were really high for me. But the fact that they didn't disappoint me one bit. I mean, like I said, if it would have ended the first time with the false finish, I would have like, okay, I, they could have gave me more. But the fact that they came back with it, once again, it, it would have been way more spectacular with a live audience, you know, whatever the case may be. But the fact, once again, who can take the performance center and make a WrestleMania moment out of it? That's not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins really did that. I mean, this. Once again, that's another match I'm going to go back and watch because I'm like, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins has been one of my matches that I've been dying to get for a long time. But for the longest time, they've never been in the same field or on the same brand or whatever the case was as long as they've been in WWE together. It's never been long-term. But this is something I was waiting for. Whether it was in the arena or not, I was looking for this match one way or another. And what they did in the ring has nothing to do with the audience. Mm Mm-hmm. Great match. I enjoyed it. It was, it was better than Kevin Owens, Y2J, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you talk about the match, and, you know, it definitely, you, you kind of would have wanted more because I felt the same way. And um, I felt like, all right, uh, I guess this is the start of something. But they did give us more. But I'll tell you a match that I wanted more that I didn't get, and that was Daniel Bryan. And Sami Zayn, uh, I've been waiting for this okay. match. You know, I called uh, a few weeks ago. I said, this is the match I wanted to see at WrestleMania. And, you know, Daniel Bryan's my guy, but this was probably, for me, outside of Sheamus, I don't even count that, uh, the two times that he had to face him. This is probably my most disappointing match, even more than the tag team match with him and Dolph Ziggler against Big E and uh I mean, him and um, Kane against Big E and Dolph Ziggler because I just felt like mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was rushed because they were trying to like, you know, I guess they were on a time that they were trying to hit. And I, I just wanted more out of this. And I, I think that mm-hmm. they could have done so much more with a crowd. 
And and the reason why I was also looking forward to this because I remember Sami Zayn and Shinsuke. I remember the matches Sami Zayn had with Kevin Owens, obviously, which is that's just a different league because those have a different type of chemistry. But I was like really looking forward. I said, okay, you got these two indie darlings also, and, and, and you know, I was like, they gotta go tear mm. it up. And I just felt disappointed. How about you? Yeah, it, it was definitely rushed. That was definitely the vibe I got. Once again, this is the type of match that you can't appreciate watching on TV. You know what I mean? In an empty arena. They did the best they could with what they had. But, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it fell flat, but it, it wasn't given a whole lot of time. Yeah. Um, it, it, you could tell, you could tell the, the, uh, the match. To, to me, when I watch wrestling, and this is, like I said, this is just watching wrestling on a completely different level. When you, watch left, when you get older, you can't watch wrestling the same way. Because what happens is you'll get bored of it and say, well, I don't like wrestling anymore. I'll grow out of it. When you watch wrestling as a kid, you watch it for a certain reason because you're a child. But then there's a lot of people that find out, well, it's not necessarily um, like boxing. It's not, it's not quote-unquote, what they consider real. Mm-hmm. But then they say, well, I don't want to watch it anymore. So you lose your eyes for the business. For, for, for the other half of us that say, look, I, okay, you don't have to be real, but I'm still enjoying what I'm seeing. As you get older, you, you tend to watch it with different eyes. And, and I watched this and I said, okay, there's usually two different types of matches. There's a match. There's, well, this way. there's multiple matches. But in this situation, sometimes matches kind of cater to it puts an end to a story. Mm-hmm. Some matches are just the beginning of a story or uh, other matches sometimes lead to the next chapter of a story. And that's how I felt in this situation. This is one of those things where I think this was far from over. But pending the circumstance, I'm not sure they could do too much more with this. This is this. At WrestleMania, this is a match that can go 30 minutes. You know what I mean? With Sami Zayn and, and Daniel Bryan. And I think they would have put on, I mean, a wrestling clinic that the fans would really, have a, would really appreciate. But it's an empty arena. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I wouldn't give everybody all my good stuff in this match right now. Listen, that's, if we're going to keep this going, if we're going to just – this is just here to make Sami, you know, continue to be relevant what he's doing also. Because even though he's champion, he's doing so much more for Cesaro. He's done so much more for Shinsuke in the midst of everything that's going on. Yeah. So, for what it, for what it was, I mean, yeah, the match wasn't that great. It was, but like I said, same thing. It's probably my least favorite Daniel Bryan match, especially at a WrestleMania. It didn't feel like a WrestleMania match at all. But like I said, once again, I, I don't think they meant it to, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That uh, honestly probably makes me uh, feel better. Um, before we get out of here, you know, yeah, uh, for people who didn't see it, uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, they won the tag team titles. I thought that was great. Um Elias defeated Baron Corbin. Good job. Um, Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler, Becky Lynch. Shayna comes up short, almost has her. Becky Lynch finds a way to get it done, escape. Is this feud over? And how much did you enjoy this match? This is far from over. Okay. Um, I, I'll be the first to say, I'm usually not a big fan of women's wrestling. Not, nothing against women. I'm just, it doesn't catch my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are women's matches and women's wrestlers that I'm a huge fan of that make me watch their matches. That's that to me that in my mind they they're the elite of women's wrestling because I say like I don't go looking for a women's wrestling product, but when women come on and they put on a show, I'm like, man, they're really good. I, I'm huge. Whenever she has a match, I'm watching her match. Mm-hmm. 